All right, here we go. We're recording. Hey, everybody. What? <laughs> Jeez. You ruined my opening. Sorry. Hey, everybody. John Henry Soto here. Welcome to Soto in Trouble. And uh, this is kind of like a, a, a fun thing that we're doing here where we're talking about films. And I'm getting to explore certain sides of things that I normally don't uh, talk about in my social media. Uh, as I like to say, my fake life. This is where I get a little bit more real and talk about what's really happening and uh, have some fun with uh, friends talking about films. And uh, today we're going to be talking about musicals. It's an idea that uh, Joe Scura, welcome Joe Scura, back again. Musicals and music in general. And music in general. I think um, one of the the, the um, early things for me was music and film was... Um, this was kind of weird because it had nothing to do with the song, but we're just talking about that in the kitchen for a second. And the first time that I remember a, a, a music affecting me with images on a screen was in, and we talked about Star Wars before. Yes. <laughs> about Disney and Star Wars. But this, we're not going to talk about Star Wars, but it was the first time I saw Darth Vader when he actually made that turn and walked down that corridor and it was like, dun, 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 dun. And I remember just thinking, holy crap, that was just so powerful. It was in the theater, and it was the first time that music really came together with an image for me. Um, Jaws with the shark. Jaws. Jaws with the shark. Actually, for me, it it was um, Halloween. I saw the movie. Ah. I saw the movie. Yes, my mother took me to see Halloween in a drive-in movie theater. Um, I was young. It scarred me for life. And uh, here we are now. So... (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that was actually a big one. What was that? Was that? Ding, ding. No, yeah, it was. Pian- it was a very simple piano. Yeah. piano. Uh, I can only think of chopsticks right now. Yeah, that's one of the only things I can play on piano. By the way, um, yeah, that was a powerful one. So we were talking about musicals, and one of the reasons I wanted to even go into the subject was because growing up, I grew up in the South Bronx, which is not a. Uh, a musical friendly town there was uh the birth of hip-hop was happening when i was uh when i was in my teens break dancing you were break dancing i don't want to talk about that all right and uh (laughs) break dancing and all those things that were happening back then was not musicals like fred astaire and (laughs) ginger rogers and gene kelly was not the thing but my mom and and my grandpa were very into very much into film and music and the first musical that i thought was like wow that's like that was like a great story it was it was funny the songs were fantastic the dancing was amazing was for me was singing in the rain with uh gene kelly and um what's the other guy's name um, um donald O'Connor. donald connor yes. and, and uh uh was shirley mclean in there no that no wasn't, that wasn't shirley shirley that was debbie reynolds yes yeah debbie yes. reynolds um and just an amazing, amazing film. And I just thought, even today, I play, I play certain things for my uh, daughter, and she even wants to go back to the YouTube clips and, and watch certain scenes and stuff. So I'm in my house today, folks, just so you know. So kids are in the background. They're going to be heading to the park in a little bit with their mom. And I uh, decided to just not go into the office and just start doing my podcast right out of my environment, my element. So um so you'll hear some stuff in the background anyway so anyway singing in the rain was just a great experience for me did you was that something that you uh, enjoyed uh 
as as a young or uh, or as as an older adult. Well, it's funny because that particular movie, um, I had no. I I actually had seen that that not from my childhood. um, A little more recent than that, but it's still a great movie. Um, um, For me, you know, it started. I guess the first. It wasn't real. It wasn't a musical. It wasn't a musical at all. It was actually a musical sequence. Um, probably goes along with soundtrack um, or score. But um, there was a movie. I guess I was about uh, fourteen, and I was the last kid on my block to get a VCR. All the other kids had them. They had cable. Funny enough, I was the first. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. In my block, yeah. But I had this. Weird. We had this VCR, and so a neighbor had lent us a tape, and about fifteen hundred dollars, I think, <laughs> probably, um, along with my Atari um, and my Commodore sixty four. Uh, so, <clears throat> so anyway, we had a tape, and it had two sides, you know, like double sided, I guess, uh, VHS tape, and it only had two movies on it, or maybe not two sided, but it only had two movies on it: um, The Breakfast Club and Forty Eight Hours. And I was just so happy to have. <laughs> I, was, weird two I know. I, I was so happy to have a VCR that you know, every day after school for like weeks or months even, I would just watch these two movies. It was just part of my daily routine and until I knew every line, you know, every every sequence, every song, and you know, the, I noticed that the ones, the parts that I couldn't wait to get to the most were the were the musical sequences, uh, particularly in Forty Eight Hours. Um, they had a song that, that they sang at the bar, um, in the bar. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah, not not yeah. the one you hear on the radio, but it was, uh, I don't know. But And it was just, and so it was during a chase when they were on the move looking for the guy. A lot of action. It was just fun. And, you know, it just really I'm trying uh, to think of who it elevated. was that sang that song. They were, they were pretty popular. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, and it's funny. I know what they look like. I know yeah, the names yeah. of the songs. I just, I can't. Um, I'm gonna get it right now. Yeah, it's 48 Hours, directed by Walter Hill. Yeah. Um, I think 1980 something. The, the Bus Boys. The Bus Boys, right? The bus boys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Bus Boys. Um, hey man, classic, classic. Yes. Yeah, 48 Hours had some great music in it. Actually, a lot of the those uh, 80s uh, Eddie Murphy films. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, Beverly Hills Cop. You know, yes. you know, had that song, which I actually, personally, I, I thought it was just an irritating song. The Pointer Sisters. Right? No, not that one. That was a uh, that was That's actually not not too bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that was not too bad. But I didn't like the. No, it wasn't Glenn Fry. I I don't know who it was. Yeah, that was just kind of annoying. Glenn Fry had um, um, what did he have? He did something. He did something on that. You need to research this better, but no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, we weren't talking about that. But anyway. well, actually, eighties. Uh, I, I think um, there were actually two movies I wanted to. Uh, when I think of some of my favorite soundtracks, there's actually a great one from uh, an animated film called Heavy Metal, um, nineteen eighty one, which was uh, mm. it had a lot of. I, know, I guess at the time they considered it heavy metal, <laughs> but you know, heavy metal took. A, which one was you know, it? It's called heavy metal. It was um, based from off of the magazine. The it was, a, it was a film. It was a film. It was an animated film oh. called Heavy Metal. Uh, awesome soundtrack. 
All right, so Beverly Hills Cop had New Attitude by Patti LaBelle. I just wanted to. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, Neutron Dance was the, the Pointer oh, Sisters. The Heat Is On. The Heat Is On by Glenn Fry. The Heat Is On. Yeah. Ooh, had two Patti LaBelles. Wow. Oh, yeah. Which go. one was Patti LaBelle? Stir It Up. Huh. Wow. That's, that's the one I remember. Who sang the. I feel bad now that I I'm, think that was. I'm making... I don't think that was a song. I think that was part of the score. The score. Okay. I thought I heard it on the radio, but maybe not. Maybe they do that sometimes. So, so those are some of the uh, experiences that we had in the past on uh, on some of the early film uh, inspirations on music and stuff. I think. Um, who are you talking to? Hey, Kathy. <laughs> this is Joe. I thought we were talking to everyone. This is so. Joe Skura, and we are on my podcast, recording my podcast right now. And right now, I decided just to go on live, just on uh, uh, here on uh, Instagram, see what everybody's doing. So we're talking about musicals, musicals and films from the '80s and '90s that had musical scores and soundtracks that really affected uh, us in in ways. Uh, now we're both filmmakers, and we're both uh, you know love music and, and film. So we're kind of combining that together. I talked about singing in the rain. So another one of your favorites, West Side Story. You might want to no. talk about West Side Story. Classic. Well, West Side Story set back Puerto Ricans about forty years. <laughs> it actually, what? we were actually on a good path before what that film came out. Well, just you know, just just a little side note. And it was the, just the, the director Robert Weiss also directed um, the first Star Trek movie, Star Trek Motion Picture. And West Side Story, just so the first Star Trek. Though. Yes, the first Star Trek. Yeah, the first, I wasn't crazy about the first Star Trek. Though. Really, I I, I, I thought, thought it was, was good, but it was very slow paced. Yes, well, because he also. If you did. ever watched the, the original series, right? Kind of is a little bit. No, I don't know about the original series. I thought the original series well, was I not call as it slow. Packed, but it's it's not as action packed as like Wrath of Khan. You well, know, you also I mean? have to realize that they sunk all their money into the special effects, which were really mm -hmm. big in 1979 when the movie came out. Right. So. Right. Um, that's when we first uh, got introduced to um, Genesis. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. The band. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, so anyway, that's back, what we're talking about. Back to West Side about. Story. Yeah. So oh yeah, West Side Story set us back like 40 years, I think, in my opinion. I think that it was, uh, other than Rita Moreno, who was incredible. She won the Academy Award for that film. Um, and... She just gave a great performance. I mean, the whole her scenes were just sultry. You know what I mean? They were just yes. you can feel the heat coming off of, of the screen when, when you see uh, uh, Rita Moreno on, on screen. Um, and she was just fantastic. And then, you know, Natalie Wood was the, the, the flavor of the month during that time. And no disrespect to her and to her work. She's, she was great in her stuff. But to be cast as a Puerto Rican in West Side Story, I thought it was just a big a travesty and um, a film that I honestly think it was a good film and I can't watch it. I uh, cannot watch, I cannot sit through it. I actually prefer her accent over... You're going to say... <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. Over... No, no, no. I just, Rita Moreno's <laughs> a real accent. No. Yeah, actually not. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, there, you know, in... in, in Film history, right? That has happened before, obviously. Yes. Well, you know, if you look at any of those films around that time, they all they all used. Yes. Well, I don't know about that. Well, what was that? Sixty-eight, something like that. 
Uh, Around there, sixty yeah, something. I think it was it was late sixties. I just think that I mean I get it. You know, especially in the forties. You know, you go for every every white person played an Indian. Every white person played any Spanish person. You know, and I get it. They played. I think you know, I think they're still doing that. I think they're still. Yeah, you're right. I think they're they are still doing that. Um, but I just thought a film that has to that the whole subject is the Puerto Rican culture. <laughs> you would have to, the lead character. I would just think you yeah. would want someone, you know, even if they're not like named, but you know, they needed to attach a name well, you to know, the project. That wasn't even her singing voice, by the way. And she didn't even uh, sing for the love of God. Yes, with that, well, that's singing in the rain. That's kind of what that was all about. Yeah, singing in the rain was exactly that's that's a good point. But again, singing in the rain came out in whatever that one 39 yes. or, or something and uh, maybe a little later than like that no in the, the 50s, 50s yeah so it in was the 50s, about it was about that era yeah. and um you think they would learn their lesson after like you know 15 years of a film came out that actually explained why you should not do this i hear they're making remaking west side story by the way i believe spielberg you know what that's what i heard are you serious? No, you're yeah, kidding. Yeah, Spielberg is you know what? West Side it's story. I hate when they re- remake classics, and that's one of them that I would actually probably appreciate, especially if Spielberg is doing it. Yeah. Even though you know, um, you know, I, I think he's 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 probably the sensibility wise, he yeah. he's gonna understand going into it the importance of if 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 again I don't even know if West Side Story has to is gonna be with the you know the 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 the, the Jets and the and the oh, yeah. whatever you know, I don't know if it's gonna be that, and they're gonna just gonna or they're gonna just change it around. But yeah. um, he would do a good job if he if he did bring in the Puerto Ricans. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those Boricuas. Sure, he might. Uh, well, there was this great joke I heard about. Uh, they said you're gonna tell a Puerto Rican joke now. Well, no, no, no. They were just the, it, about the movie. Oh. Uh, the guy Tony is uh, running down the street, yelling out Maria, Maria. And, and yeah. one person comes to the window. Yeah, nobody so, hears it. <laughs> and then she's like, know, "Like, there's only one Maria in yeah. the whole." Wow. I remember <laughs> that line that I said that uh, I stole that line that the, the West Side Story set us back like I don't know yeah. how many years he said, but that was from Freddie Prince. Oh, <laughs> Freddie <laughs> Prince had a whole stand up about that, and he talked about how that film just set us back. And he yeah, said so. he also made a joke about how he's like. Please be quiet. My papa might hear you. <laughs> tonight, tonight. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But yeah, Freddie Prince being a Puerto Rican had definitely, and especially he was there. You know what I mean? He's, he's in that era as yes. this film comes out and he's like, wait, what the hell's going on? <laughs> like They're like killing us over here. But yeah, um, that film was not good. Accents, I thought, well, no, it was a good. Um, it was a good it was film. It was sort of like I was just thinking about this the other day. I saw Kevin Costner in an interview, and I like Kevin Costner a lot. I, I like really? his work. Yeah, I do like Kevin Costner. Right. But when he was in, <laughs> when he did the the Robin Hood, yes. you know, and he had the the bad That's accent. Yes. The film itself was great. You know, I thought the film was really good. I just didn't, uh, you know, the accent is whatever well, it is. Yeah, and that's happened in the past. Yeah. Who else did that? It was somebody. Oh, um, Al Pacino, one of my favorites um, in uh, a film that everybody loves, especially if oh, you're living Scarface, the thug life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're living the thug life, Scarface is the film, you know, you have the poster in your room. And um, I just thought that the scene where he's in the car where the guy he wants to blow up the car and he's yeah. driving right close to it you got to get closer you got to get closer and the guy's like 
más cerca, más cerca. And he's like, you're actually, you kill kids, huh? And you kill kids. That's all you care about. Kill, kill, you know. And I just thought, oh my god, I was like, this is just the worst thing because he would naturally be not not further. He wouldn't be speaking English. Oh yeah. He would be speaking in his native tongue to the guy that's trying to blow up the, this car with the kids in it. Yes. Well, you, you know? have to suspend disbelief, but you know, in movies sometimes. Yeah, but uh, it is an but but you know what? But here's here's a, here's a example. In in Godfather, yeah, when he's about to 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 do a, a soloso, right, and they're yeah. in the and they're, they're and he's talking, and he's talking in Italian, and then he he can't get the words. He yes. says "Como se dice?" "Como se dice?" Yeah. He's saying like, "How do you say?" And then he goes right oh. into the English. So you get the idea that he's Italian American, yeah. and that he doesn't speak Italian as well. And you got that sense that you believe him. You know, it was just that amazing scene. They could have done something like that. Where he's he was you know from America, but no, they yeah. wanted to bring him from Cuba originally, never in America, and that's where to me I think the and the film again you know, Brian De Palmer amazing film shot really well, beautiful Actually, story. Speaking of Brian De Palmer, violent as hell. Speaking of Brian De Palmer and, and musicals, Phantom of the Paradise with ah your Paul friend, Williams, Paul Williams. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that that another classic, really classic, really disturbing. Um, but I saw it, and I, I saw it actually not, you know, I don't know, seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, for the first time, and it was it was what really. About it? I could see why it was a cla- why it's become what it's become. Yeah, you know, I but I could see why when it came out, people were like, "Wait, what's what's really? happening? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened?" Because I I watched it for the first time. <clears throat> But then I could see going back, and it's sort of like uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, it's like a retelling of Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera, yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's a real, I mean, it's such a sad, tragic story. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, ugh. But, you know, he did all the music. Like, he wrote all that music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. He talks a lot about about that. You know, he he scored some great, some films that were flops. The music was great, and the films were flops. That was kind of interesting, like because he did. I would also, consider that a cult classic. I mean, if yeah. it was a flop, I I, I don't care. It is a it, it is a classic, time, absolutely. It, it was ahead of his really time. That, that's for sure. Um, I also thought that uh, he did he did the music for Ishtar. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and even the, just the name. I know Ishtar <laughs> has become like synonymous with like just bad it's film. Geely. Yeah. <laughs> So he did the music for Ishtar, and the music for Ishtar was really great too. It's some really, really great, great stuff in there. So um, that does happen where you get like these great songs in these films that don't don't live up to. I don't think uh, Geely. Well, how do you pronounce that? Geely. 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 Yeah. I mean, the name alone just didn't really help it because I looked at it and I was I'm thinking Gigolo, Gillia, yeah. Julia. I couldn't uh-huh. think, so it just confused me. But anyway. Um, well, what happened was they did that, and then they and then they did Jersey Girl together, and they, they were kind of back to back flops. And I think that's although I didn't think Jersey Girl was as bad at all. It had George Carlin in it, but um, it was Kevin Smith. But was that Kevin Smith film? Yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't um, see Jersey Girl because this was, that was when Benifer when was, when, uh, when ben- yeah, and then they did that one really big big flop, and then another one. So then they just semi flop. They're like, you know, we should just break like, up. Well, yeah, let's just yeah, let's just end this now. <laughs> we actually <laughs> thought we were in love, but it wasn't. We thought we just could make some good films together. Turns out we can't. And it became okay. I will just listen. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening. Carol is Italian. Carol is Italian. Nice. She's the voice for Natalie Wood and oh, starred oh. in the Broadway show. Ah, Carol Lawrence. Did you know that? Yes, actually, there's a, an interview with her um, nice. around on YouTube somewhere. Nice. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Kathy. So, yeah, Kathy Lawrence was the voice of Natalie Wood singing. She should have been the voice. Well, no, because they didn't have to dub that in. Uh, that would even look worse. She should have just done the accent or whatever. But uh, is Carol Lawrence Puerto Rican? I'm not really <laughs> sure. I don't think she has to be, really. She has to be. Really? I don't know. Can you no. tell an accent when you sing? Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I maybe, maybe not when you sing. It depends who you are. Ed Sheeran, you can see, you know, that he's got an accent. Like when he says the, the castle on the hill, you can't say castle. He's in the castle on the hill. Yeah. So, uh, musicals, we're talking about musicals and we're on, we're live here also on Instagram. So if anybody has any, uh, Instagram, this is Instagram. Yeah. Uh, anyone has any questions about it? Thank you, Kat, for for your uh, info on that input. Let's say hello to some people here. Um, and on my podcast, anyone listening in could always email me at johnhenrysoto at gmail.com if they have any questions um, for any future or suggestions for any future shows. Or if you want to be on the show, I mentioned uh, earlier on a post that all you all that's required is that you have an opinion and that you're able to accept someone else's opinion without screaming and kicking and wanting to punch them in the face or, or, biting. or biting no biting um which actually believe it or not that's a, a rare ability people don't have that today if you disagree with someone you're a, a nazi well yes that's how you think that's true. <laughs> um so do you have anything else on musicals mr Skura? Well, I don't know. I mean, I could you have um, some notes. Let's talk about some. Um, I, well, I mean, you know, what makes a good soundtrack? I guess preference. You know, I personally happen to like. Um, uh, for me, a soundtrack tells a story. You know, the, the story soundtrack itself. The movie, yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, that's why I, I think a lot of. Um, I, I don't buy that many soundtracks. So when I do, it's you know maybe a little extra special it's almost it's not quite like the movie but yeah um like tarantino a lot of tarantino movies have great soundtracks and i think yeah. a lot of that is because he writes with the music in mind with particular music in mind yeah um, he so loves that, music that, so you can listen to these songs and really you know they can really they, tell a story they connect also with the uh with the scene yeah. um and, and just an overall flavor, you know, and, and, um, you know, soundtracks are, are, and scores as well. They're very, yeah, I was um, going to say that scores and soundtracks are two, two, obviously two different things. Yes. When I was, uh, young, my brother and I, we had the, uh, Columbia house, uh, yeah. <laughs> for a penny, you get, yeah, you, get like you know, 15, 400 <laughs> and then the next one that comes, you got to pay for, which is like 50 bucks. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm not paying for to get another thousand for free. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we actually went online and we we, we had a no, not online. We, we were there was no online back then, but we went <laughs> we got it in the mail and yeah. you get the little stickers and stuff and we saw Star Wars. And we're like, "Oh, the music for Star Wars." So I don't know what we were thinking, but we had to get Star Wars. So we get Star Wars. Again, we're going back into Star Wars again. Um and we you know, we played it. I was an 8 track. 
It wasn't. Uh-oh. It was. It was a big giant eight track. So you had we, no way of listening to it. Or? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh-oh. We 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 put we put it into our eight track player, and then you know it's just it's this it's the score. It's not you know. So it was like. <laughs> well, they didn't really. Well, okay, and then okay. once in a while, I was like, you know, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah that movie was mostly score. It I was. Don't, I don't even, except for maybe when in the cantina, which I don't was, even think that was that popular having a soundtrack. When did that become a thing? Because now you can buy the well, soundtrack to a film. <laughs> well, I have it all kind of planned out. I mean, in, in my head, you think soundtracks versus scores. Where a score would be something that is specifically written for that movie, so that like you can cut to it after the movie is done. In other words, then you take the music and you play it along with the movie, and you have an, an orchestra that watches the movie as they right, they and score. they do that now sometimes. And the so. soundtrack is just anything else, any you know, like uh, twelve songs that um, represent. Well, no, no, just just any yeah, any song that's not you know made specifically for the film you know like songs that are made by other people we just use them um but now would you are those songs do they have to be used in the they have i would i would assume they'd be used in the film well that's a lot of music so if you have you would only use little snippets of everything obviously you you can have both i mean if you look at 1989's batman uh, with michael keaton you know tim burton movie they had Danny Elfman did the score of the movie, and then Prince did the soundtrack. So I mean, that was, you know, so you got two different albums that came out that year, right? Um, you know, and um, and I miss Prince, man. And then musicals, you know, you have musicals. I don't really consider. I guess you have a soundtrack, but I mean, it's the musical. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> the music in the movie is. It's the musical. That's right, what, that's right, the, right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean, I guess there's. I mean, there are then few exceptions like um, Jesus Christ Superstar. There was the play. The play. The music was slight. It was the same music. It was just done in the movie over again, right? With certain actors, um, so the music kind of comes out a little different. So you can get two separate versions of the same. Yeah, and that happened with Rent. Yes. Yes. And I was not happy with the uh, movie. Uh, version. I saw yeah, Rent. Most people aren't. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw Rent the original twice. Always... I saw Rent in uh, on Broadway, once with the original cast, like the original, original, original cast, and then the second time with the new uh, uh, Roger, which is the the lead guy. Yeah. Um, and he was good voice. Just didn't. Uh, I don't know. Just, you know, just I was, for me, it was didn't work. Uh, the film, um, they redid. The same guy, the same original cast, redid the soundtrack, and I was like, I had the I had the the original soundtrack. Well, the original was the no was the original live? Was it a live? No, no, no. Recording? The original there was an original soundtrack for the musical um, that was recorded in the studio. Oh, okay. They did it, which I I loved. It was, and so they it just was great. It, they just redid it again for the film. Yeah, and they redid the whole thing again, and I was not happy with that. I actually was not too happy with the with the film itself. The film was uh, shot, I think, a little bit too dark, which I understand. It's a dark story. We're talking about drugs and everything, but it was too dark. And then the, some of the effects. There was a scene where they were supposed to be cold, and yeah. you know how you can dub in fake. Oh. <laughs> they so, dubbed in every single person in a breath, couple of scenes, maybe? breath, yeah. and it looked <laughs> it looked like this ridiculous thing. I'm looking at it, going like, 
can't anyone tell that that's fake breath? So I was not happy with that. Um, performances were always great. You know, the, the, the cast for that, for, the, for Rent, I thought was always good. Um, what other musical? I mean, you know, you look at Greece. I think probably like the one of the, the most successful uh, Broadway musical to go to theaters to then yeah. become this this phenomenon thing, and but it started out as a musical. Yeah, you know, it it was never just a play. It was never a thing before they added music and stuff. And well, you know, a lot of times um, they'll add things to you know, like Scrooge. Let's talk about Scrooge for a second. <laughs> Scrooge. There's a there's a with Bill Murray. No, or, no. oh, regular there's Scrooge. a there's a Scrooge with Albert Finley. Yeah, Albert Finney. Yeah. Finney. I mean Finley. Finney. 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 And he, it's a musical. Okay. Right. It's a musical, yeah. and and I love the music the music for yeah. that for that one particular Scrooge, but Scrooge was not ever a musical. Uh, I've actually I have seen college productions of it as a musical well no actually it's probably no. the same music that they used for that for for the for that scrooge oh okay yeah because I, I i it was called the christmas carol yeah yeah, yeah that's what this one's called it's yeah. called the christmas carol yeah i mean that's the actual name of it then there's the one with um george c scott oh that you know what that's the one i was thinking of yeah george c. but there was scott. no singing in that yes no yeah that was that was a good one george c scott i like scrooged with i never Bill saw Murray. it that was very funny no music at all but, yeah, I never um, saw that one. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's music. Actually, there. I, I like I like Scrooge store the story of Scrooge. Yes, yes. And um, did you ever see the one with um, Henry Winkler? Oh, um, I, I can't remember the so. name of it. It does now. seem familiar. Um, he did he did one where he worked like in a bookstore, and you know it's the same story, obviously. But yeah. man, I thought it was so good. Well, the first, the first, my earliest memory of a Christmas Carol was. A scene from the uh, uh, the Odd Couple on television with uh, Jack Klugman and Tony Randall. One of their episodes. Oh yeah, Oscar. Oscar I remember that was was Ebenezer. <laughs> I was like, "What is that all about?" I'm like, oh, you know, you know, oh, you got to watch this. Yeah, this is it right here. 1979, an American Christmas Carol. It was a, a loose adaptation of the classic uh, Dinkin Dinkinstein. It's Henry Winkler. There Henry you go. Winkler. He played Benedict Lee. Yeah, so it was, but it was really good. I thought it was really great. Henry Winkler, seventy nine. Henry Winkler was, you know, was he still the Fonz? No, right. I remember it. I, I think he was. I mean, I remember it going from the seventies into the eighties. I think. Really, I I believe so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. Because then from there it went on to Joni Loves Chachi, and he made a couple of appearances on yes, there. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about musicals and uh my god you can pretty much talk all day about well actually there's one classic more. There, there's one that i wanted to mention real quick american graffiti ah from 1973 again now, i know it's a lot of all oldies but uh, another the, reference the great thing about that here's a movie that had no score if you listen if you watch that movie you will there is no score but yet it's wall-to-wall music and it's all source music which means it comes from the radio, actually, which is a big Wolfman Jack is a character in it. And it's literally a big big part of the story. And, you know, cars passing by, it's what they listened to. It was what was playing in the radio, a jukebox, you know, so all the music. that again? That was George Lucas. There you go. And it's funny that, you know, his next movie, Star, or when he did Star Wars, he had no source music, but all score. So, 
When they did American Graffiti first? Yes, that was in 1973. And then he did 77. Star Wars in 77. And then before that, he had done a a science fiction movie, THX 1138, which is the license plate in American Graffiti. But anyway. Um, (laughs) So American Graffiti had, um, I mean, obviously Ron Howard, right? Ron Howard and, and Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. A uh, cameo by Suzanne Summers, actually, and uh, also Harrison oh, really? Ford, an early Harrison Ford. Really? Uh, was in that, yeah. He That's played um, Bob Falfa. <laughs> yeah, he was just like a, um, almost like a villain. Mm. Wow, that's crazy. He was on here. Wow, a lot of people are on here. Which is how he got Han Solo, by the way, from, because he had worked with him before. That's right. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, we're going on now. How long is it still recording? <laughs> 32 minutes. See, 32 minutes. Oh, 33. Four, we can actually five, just go uh, go on talking about musicals. But we oh, will. Well, I do want to also mention oh. Tommy. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, Tommy. Tommy, the, Tommy the musical. Yeah. Um, or the movie. It was also a play as well. Um, I just remember when it became a, when it was on Broadway and won it. But it was an album, I think, first. Well, yeah. Of course, the who, Yes, <laughs> I just knew it as the album, and then I knew it when they went on to. The, it was one of the first ones I remember, like that or Pink going Floyd on Broadway. Wall, you, know. you know what I mean? Yeah. Why hasn't Pink Floyd the Wall been on Broadway? <laughs> Probably because he's still. Playing I don't it. think you can make a movie or a play out of that movie, or at least no one's tried. I think you can do something. Maybe like they that. have. Yeah, and it closed on a day. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot. <laughs> But Tommy uh, was great. Hairspray became a hairspray. He, hairspray was a movie. It was actually a dance movie, and um, then it became a musical, and then they remade they remade Hairspray, but not from the original movie, but from the musical. Oh, really? That was based off of the, the movie. Play, the, the, oh, wow! Yeah, great. see, like the movie was John Waters. He did the movie, right? And then Broadway took it and made it into a musical with songs that actually weren't in you know they, they the added songs oh, it wasn't in there it was it was that. about dancing more and then when they remade it with john travolta um they adapted it from the musical that's why you have a musical wow from that but well i i i am one of those guys that enjoys uh singing on screen <laughs> you know it's, it's as corny yes. as uh as some people might think that that is, you know, when Fred Astaire comes up and he's putting on my top hat. You know, <laughs> I just remember as a kid, just being like, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was the coolest thing, you know. And and uh, you know, and the other, you know, I don't. Know, but I think that that's kind of a lost uh, in that the way that was shot. I feel that that was kind of like lost. I don't know if you can bring that back. I think you can. I think that no, people I know what are. You mean. I think it because like I I I like. I remember Bob Fosse being sort of that right. for me, where it was like, "Whoa, hey, look, yeah. what, look what's going on! That's right, uh, right. all that jazz, you know, uh, cabaret, mm-hmm. uh, and sweet charity, Chicago, you know. and that stuff." Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be brought back again. I, I think it has to be uh, somebody like, believe it or not, Neil Patrick Harris. He, um, you know, he's a big Broadway guy, singer, yeah. dancer, and, you know, he's great. 
and he hosted the Tonys, I think, a couple of years ago. And the Oscars, I believe. Yeah. But that year Remember, that he yeah, hosted the Tonys, he did this opening number that it was epic. I don't know. If I was, remember, yeah. Yeah, it was that. just epic. And I just thought if there's anyone that can get away with doing a mu a full out straight out musical like in the in the uh, the John in, in the style of uh, Gene Kelly, uh, Fred Astaire, I think it would be him. You know, and, and then you you surround him with some. I would could, say Hugh Jackman. Oh, what am I talking about? Yeah. Well, he did one. I know. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> he did uh, the, the Greatest Showman. Did you see the yes. Greatest Showman? No, I did not. Oh, but, dude, you got to see. But the I've greatest seen showman. him do. I, I've seen him. Uh, he had the Oscars. I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Greatest Showman was is really phenomenal. Did you know that that thing like the soundtrack was like number one soundtrack for the for the whole year last year? It like broke all the records and. Like Beyonce couldn't beat it, you know. Well, give her time. Yeah, <laughs> she's a record. <laughs> she's got more stuff. The Greatest Showman is done already. They're not gonna come up with the Greatest Showman album, number two. Um, yeah, so that was great. Yeah, I mean Hugh Jackman, but that 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 would be part of the cast, I would say. You know, you get Neil Patrick Harris, Hugh Jackman. Who else do we know that can sing? What's the the one that was? Uh, she did the voice in Trolls, the the animated film. Um. um Hold on. Um, I know the move you're talking about. Oh, and uh, even the, this guy, what's his name? Justin Timberlake. He's an actor. He could be. He could be in there. You know, you got good voices. You oh, know. Yeah. Um, let me tell, I'll tell you right now. This girl right here. Okay, of course I have to write the cast. Oh, there she is, Anna. Uh, Anna Kendrick. She's got a great voice. She's an actress. Um, James Corden could be in it. He's a, he's a good singer. He's hilarious also. He's a good singer, really? Yeah, he sings. like he, If you watch uh, his show, he's always singing with... Uh, uh, oh, he's a little bit annoying for me, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. Did you see when when um, when Paul McCartney was on? You got to watch... I think I did. Was he on... Uh, when he took him around? Grant Norton or something? Oh, no. No, he was on with the James Corden on his show. Oh. On his uh, late, late right. show, whatever yeah, it is. And he went around and stuff, and um, he went around to his old town. And then they did a, a thing where they went into this old bar where the Beatles originally used to play. And there was a curtain and stuff. And there's actually a bar going on. People are just... And then James Corden walks in and he's doing the bar, he's bartending. He's like, you yeah. know, back. And he goes, hey, who wants to try the jukebox? So they try the jukebox. And he somebody comes in and they're like, no, try it here. Here's a quarter. Turn it. So he puts the jukebox and he hits the button. He goes, why did you play it? And then the curtain opened, and it's Paul McCartney with his full band, <laughs> and he, they do the song. You know, I was like, nice. so the audience is sitting there, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like I can't believe it. it was really cool. It's on YouTube. Check it out, folks. All right, um, I'm gonna close off this uh, this conversation about uh, musicals and films. As always, you know, you always learn something here. Uh, talking to Mr. Skura and um, learning about different films and just our passion on putting these two film and music together. I think that's a cool thing. I think we'll talk about this again in the future because it's just something that we can probably go on. Music and film part two. Yeah, exactly. We can go on for a pretty long time. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, you can see this on Instagram as well for the next 24 hours if you'd like. And that is all. Thank you very much, folks. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday and a wonderful week ahead. Peace.